listening to the Love and BDSM podcast, mini episode number 25. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, though that was a gigantic swallow of coffee. I'm very glad you did not choke on it. John Brownstone. Hey, got to get it while I can. Chug, 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 yeah. chug. Yeah, no, not we don't do beer around here, but we will chug the coffee. Darn right. I just want you to know I'm recording this. I haven't had one sip of coffee yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining pleasantness. I'm being pleasant. That should... Uh, that tells me a lot. I Keep deserve a reward for that. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash Lords for making this episode possible. This week, we're answering a question we get a lot, um, but we had one specific uh, listener, reader, audience member's question that basically boiled down to, do I have to open up our relationship? Do we have to be in an open relationship? Uh, we have thoughts. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear, uh, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast app. We appreciate it. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I fucking hate, Loving DS the number one, Loving DS one, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes. And yes, that rumbling in the background is indeed Lola snoring through yet another episode. <laughs> okay, so the question we got um, was pretty common um we got this back in 2020 we still get this question yeah. from time to time um and that this is the question that was as it was asked originally uh, with identifying uh, details removed uh, my partner and i share a few compatible kinks but not all we've talked about playing with other people so that they can explore the questioner's partner but it really bothers me but if i don't say yes my partner can't experience everything they want to is it wrong of me to deny my partner what they want? <sighs> hmm. So I want to say the what I feel like should be the most obvious, but I know it's not obvious. Okay. Um, and I know that there's a perception about open non-monogamous relationships and kink. And the fact is, is that just because you're kinky does not mean that you have to give up monogamy. True. If you are a monogamous person and that is what is best for you and that is what allows you to have a healthy relationship with a partner that you care about, then you have every right and should stay monogamous because that is what is best for you. I, I think it it almost seems like non-monogamy is the norm because you very much so. you you go to places like FetLife and you see people in in families in you know, leather families, this family, this family, you know, and, and this one's poly, that one's poly. Um, I, I think it has become more prevalent. Mm -hmm. It's more of, accepted, of late, it, It's more accepted. Mm -hmm. um, Within the BDSM community. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's more accepted in the mainstream world. No, no, but. no. But I mean, there, you know, there, there has always been a, a standalone poly yes. community. Yes. And, and BDSM and, and I think there came a point where they kind of overlapped. Absolutely. And I think that that makes sense. When you start exploring freedom, either within the way you structure a relationship like you do in open relationships, mm -hmm. or freedom in the way you structure your sexual or relationship life like you can do with BDSM, with kinks and power exchange and all that stuff, um, it... For some of us, it kind of is like, well, heck, I did that and the world didn't end. What else am I? can I do that yeah. society has told me I'm yeah. not allowed to do? But because it does 
appear to be more visible, it does not make it the the standard or the norm. Right, and there should never be any pressure put upon one or both people in a relationship that they are somehow required to open it up. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I, if I recall, the person who asked the question was the submissive, and I do understand a submissive's desire to want to give their dominant everything that they want. And so I know, because I've, I've met folks who say, I'm not, I'm not into poly relationships. I don't want to, to be non-monogamous, but I feel like I can't give my partner everything they need. And so I feel mm -hmm. like I'm supposed to, and no, you are not supposed to. So to answer this question though, the very first thing when you feel that way, is, you know, that you're gonna deny your partner what they want, that, but you don't want a non-monogamous yeah. relationship. The very first thing is always to talk to your partner because sometimes what we've done is we've built up expectations in our mind of what we think our partner wants or what we think they need or how we think they'll react to disappointment of us saying, no, that's a boundary I'm, I'm not willing mm -hmm. to cross. And we have decided long before we've heard from our partner, <laughs> that they are gonna be devastated and upset and and all of these things are gonna, you know, happen. It's the, the chicken little sky is falling thing. Right. Um, so the very first thing is always to just talk to your partner. What you may find is they go, okay, it was, it was a thought, it was an idea, um, it's fine. Or, hey, n no worries, um, if you ever change your mind, let me know. Mm -hmm. um, they might tell you, give you extra information that helps I don't say completely change how you think about something, but gives you more uh, information that allows your feelings to to maybe become more nuanced. And then maybe you're like, oh, you're not talking about building a relationship with somebody. You're talking about maybe going to a party and playing in this very specific way. Maybe I am okay with that, but I'm not okay with this other thing. So that conversation that you need to have will give you more information to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. In some cases, it might it might lead you to a decision that will be a little heartbreaking that maybe the relationship cannot continue, but isn't it better to make a clean, healthy break from somebody you are not compatible with than to be strung along for months, sometimes years, both partners slowly becoming more miserable until at the very end, one of you does finally end it and everybody's resentful and hates one another. I mean, I would rather just have the hard conversation now. Hmm. So yes, is always talk to your partner first. Right. But let's come back to the thing we already said at the top. Mm -hmm. Not all kinky relationships have to be non-monogamous. So Absolutely. I don't care what other people are doing. This is about what you and the person mm -hmm. you are in this relationship with want to do. What, is, what works for both of you where you can find a compromise that both of you feel nurtured by, nourished by, and, and that you both benefit from. Right. The next, the next thing, uh, sorry for awkward si pauses. We both looked at one another like, oh, are you gonna talk? <laughs> <sighs> See, and, and I'll just talk. Yeah. No. Um, the other thing that I think is important to remember here is that kinks aren't required to, and most of the time will not, perfectly align in any power exchange. No, absolutely not. And and we've talked about this in the past before um, because we, you know, did a little look at our relationship. 
Um, you know, it's no big surprise. I am a spanko. I love to spank any kind of impact play. Now, that is a major kink of mine. Mm-hmm. All right. And if I were to have met somebody who did not like impact play, it would be difficult for me to form a relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. That is um, kind of like the hierarchy of kinks. Which we did an episode on that <laughs> yes. as well. Yes. Hierarchy of kinks. Yes. And, you know, there there are other kinks that, you know, um, I like, but it's not a necessarily a, a needed kink mm-hmm. per se. So, you know, while our kinks do not perfectly align... Uh, for the sake of our relationship, our top kinks do align. The things that are most important to us align. Yes. And then the rest is, meh, we can figure out other ways to achieve this. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm also massive impact player. So in our hierarchy of kinks, our, our like most important is power exchange. And then after that is impact play. And then after that, we diverge. Mm-hmm. Um, and what tends to happen is that in some of those diverging kinks, we both enjoy them, but one of us enjoys them more than the other. Bondage is the big, big mm-hmm. one. You are a total rope top. Would spend most of your time just playing a rope if you could. Yeah. I can literally take it or leave it. I mm-hmm. have found things about it I like, but I'm not seeking it out. Um, I'm not even your go-to for wanting to tie a rope anymore. You bought a mannequin just so you always had uh, yeah. an easily accessible, willing partner. Exactly. Um, but we are compatible in enough ways that matter to us that where we don't align does not have a negative impact on our relationship. So I think it's important to remember, to keep in your mind and to constantly sort of like think about is that you will not align on every single solitary kink. It is an extremely rare pairing that that happens. (laughs) All you need to do is to align on enough that you are both satisfied with the relationship that you Mm -hmm. have. The rest, the things where you don't align, there may be ways to explore them uh, in a solo way. It might be that over time you do negotiate ways for the other to play in a way that still stays within the bonds of your relationship in a way that you're both comfortable with. Um, It also, in my experience, you may find that things that you did not think were things you were interested in at one point, months or years later, you learn something new about that activity or you as a, a person have changed in some way and are willing to explore and then you find something you do like so you kind of never know what will happen all that matters is that what you both like together is enough for you yeah and sometimes the answer is is that it is not enough and that means there's an incompatibility in the relationship but the the thing i want to make clear specific to this kind of question is that you are not required nor should you please don't to open up your relationship and become non-monogamous just to save the relationship no that that's um treading on some dangerous waters yeah you're talking um, breeding grounds for resentment and anger and right. confusion and um, hurt you know if, if you are thinking about doing something along those lines, thinking, well, this could save the relationship. Um, what you need to do is take a step back and work at saving the relationship 
first. Right. And then if it's still something that you want to pursue, then by all means pursue it. Do not do it as a means to an end thinking that it's going to save the relationship. Same way some people think, well, you know, if I get into BDSM, that's going to save the relationship. No, it's not. Um, you know, in, in order to have a good, solid BDSM relationship or, or non-monogamy relationship, you need to build a solid relationship with the person who is your primary And it to needs begin to be with. based on be, both of you finding fulfillment in what you're doing. If right. what you're doing is ripping yourself apart to make another person happy and you are not getting what you need out of that situation, then it is not sustainable, it's not healthy, it's not good no. for you. As much as it will hurt, it is better to end a relationship on hopefully good terms, mm -hmm. but in a way where you have honored both per people's boundaries. Your boundaries right. are just as important as your partner's boundaries. Um, and maybe there can be a friendship there and maybe there's not, but then you move forward to seek someone else out that does more align with what you want. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the the question is no, you don't have to open up your relationship um, to make sure that your partner gets every single one of their kinks um, taken care of. Also, it's a, it is, it is fairly rare among, in some, in my experience, um, for people who are in long-term sort of loving power exchange relationships for every single solitary kink to ever get for every need to ever be met by one person. That is yeah. the beauty of non-monogamy is the understanding that not every, not uh, one single person can't meet every one of our needs. But the other part that is sometimes not talked about is that sometimes we live perfectly happy, fulfilling, joyful lives without having every single one of our needs met. What we need to have met are the ones that are important first to survival yeah. <laughs> and then to our own well-being. So your partner is not automatically losing out on the experience of a lifetime because they have 85 kinks from their BDSM checklist and you can quote only fulfill 20 of them. Like, <laughs> that's not an automatic. You have not failed as a partner just because of that, nor are you required to fulfill every need, nor does a person automatically always need every single solitary desire they've ever had in their whole entire life fulfilled. Many, many, right. many of us find very fulfilling lives knowing there are some things we may just never get to experience and, and we're okay with that. Mm -hmm. So just like you can't be all things to one person, you also don't need to be all things to one person. And also sometimes one person doesn't need all the things they could ever conceive That's of. That's true. So we will leave it there for mm -hmm. this one. Hopefully that helps somebody out there who is sort of struggling with this idea. Um, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. It may become an episode or a blog post in the future. Um, we are we are everywhere, but <laughs> the best way to reach us is through our site, lovingbdsm.net. Just use the contact page, send your question that way. Uh, and that's it for us this week. Mm -hmm. We will talk to you later this week in another episode, and again next week in another mini episode because we love consistency. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.